0: Microsoft Story Classic, bringing to you recordings of old storybooks. Mildred's Married Life, Episode 7. Mr. Travilla left the Oaks directly after tea. Mrs. Dinsmore went to the nursery, and Elsie and her papa were the only remaining occupants of the parlor. He was pacing to and fro, in meditative mood, she seated by the center table, turning over her new books, presently pushing them aside. "'Papa,' she asked, "'shall I get my Latin grammar, and learn that lesson now?' "'No, you are tired, and will find it easier in the morning. Besides,' "'I want you now. Come here,' he said, taking possession of an easy-chair beside the bright wood fire that crackled on the hearth. She obeyed with joyous alacrity. "'You're pleased with the fetoon and ponies?' he said inquiringly, as he drew her to his knee. "'Yes, indeed, papa. What does make you so very, very good to me?' "'Love,' he answered, holding her close. "'There is nothing I enjoy more than giving you pleasure "'and adding to your happiness. "'Tell me if you have a single wish, ungratified.' "'Only one that I can think of just now, Papa,' she replied, "'looking up at him with an art smile, "'then dropping her eyes and blushing "'as if more than half ashamed of the admission. "'And what is that?' he asked. "'I don't like to tell you, Papa,' she murmured, "'hanging her head still lower "'while the blush deepened on her cheek.' "'Ah, but you have roused my curiosity, and now I insist upon knowing,' he said, with a mixture of authority and playfulness. "'Now look up at me and tell me what you wish. Why would you desire to hide a thought from the Father who loves you as his own soul? "'Only because—' "'Because I'm ashamed, Papa. It's just that I—' "'I wish you wouldn't make me learn Latin.' With the last words she turned and hid her blushing face. He did not speak for a minute or more. "'Please don't be vexed with me, Papa,' Elsie said with tears in her voice. "'No, daughter,' he answered gravely, "'but I see that if I would consult with my child's best interests, "'I must consent myself to leave some of her wishes ungratified. "'You are not old enough or wise enough to choose for yourself in such matters, "'and I am sorry that you are not quite willing to submit to my guidance and authority. "'Don't be sorry, Papa. I will be good about it after this. Indeed, I will.' she said with earnest entreaty, looking up into his face with eyes full of tears. I'm glad I have a papa who loves me well enough to always do what he knows is best for me, even when I am so naughty as to to not want to do as he says. Rose came in at that moment, and Mr. Dinsmore's only answer to his little girl was a silent caress. She came to him the next morning, before breakfast, her face beaming with satisfaction, her Latin grammar in her hand. Good morning, Papa, she said. I know every word of my lesson now. I rose half an hour earlier than usual and studied hard all that time, and while Mammy was dressing me and curling my hair, that is like my own dear little girl, he responded with a pleased look, and taking her on his knee, he kept her there while he heard the lesson. Very well done indeed, he said, when she had finished. Now you see what you are capable of when you resolutely set your mind to your task. Your Phaeton is at the door where you like to take a would you like out the grounds before breakfast. "'Yes, indeed, dear Papa, I shall enjoy it ever so much now that that hard, disagreeable lesson is out of the way. "'We shall have a full half-hour for it,' he remarked, consulting his watch. "'Run to Aunt Chloe, and have yourself well wrapped up, for that air is keen and frosty.' He did not need to bid her twice, nor did she keep him waiting, but was at his side again in hood and cloak by the time he had donned his overcoat and gloves.' He rode with her, but let her do all the driving. He brought her back in good time for breakfast, and she came to the table, happy as a lark, eyes shining and a lovely color in her cheeks. "'Oh, mamma," she said, "'we have had such a nice drive in the new Phaeton, Papa and I, "'and he says I must drive Annis about the grounds, when—' "'If Annis is willing to trust herself to your driving,' put in her father laughingly. Elsie's countenance fell slightly. I hope she will be. The ponies seem very gentle and tractable." She went on. You know you said so yourself, papa. Yes, I don't think there will be any danger, or I should be very sure not to risk my child in the venture, he returned, smiling with fatherly affection into the fair young face. No doubt about that, said Rose. But Elsie, are Annis and your papa to be the only persons to enjoy the privilege of driving out with you in the new Phaeton? "'Oh, Mama, would you be willing to try it?' Elsie asked with eager delight. "'I'll drive you out today when my lessons are done, if Papa gives permission, and you will go. May I, Papa?' "'You may do anything your Mama wishes you to do. "'Unless,' said Rose, I should unwittingly ask her to do something her father has forbidden.' "'Oh, of course! That might happen in any conflict of authority, undoubtedly. Mine must stand against all others, since even you have promised to submit to it, lady mine,' Mr. Dinsmore returned in jesting tone, and with a fond, lover-like look into the sweet face of his wife. Elsie glanced wonderingly from one to the other. "'Did you really, Mamma?" "'Yes. Didn't you hear me?' said Rose, laughing and blushing. "'But don't you do exactly as you please? I have so far.' "'That's because she's wise and good enough, always to please to do right,' remarked Mr. Dinsmore. "'Oh, yes, sir.' For the next five minutes, Elsie ate in silence, apparently lost in thought. Her father watched her with an amused face. "'Well, daughter,' he said at length, "'a penny for your thoughts.' "'I was only thinking, Papa, that I hope I'll never have to get married,' she said with a slight sigh." Of course you will never be compelled to he replied with difficulty restraining a laugh but what is your objection I mean if I should have to promise to obey because I couldn't obey two people if they didn't always agree and I shall always have to obey you well my child you need not so much as have a thought about that question for ten years to come he answered with gravity it is a subject a little girl like you should never think of at all then I'll try not to any more Papa "'But, Mama, you haven't said whether you will drive out with me today or not.' "'Thank you, dear, for your kind offer,' Rose answered. "'But I think I must wait until another day, "'as there are some things I wish to attend to in preparation "'for the coming of the cousins tomorrow.' "'Can you not allow yourself a little playtime?' her husband asked. "'Your company will not arrive until near tea-time tomorrow evening.' "'Well, perhaps. "'You will send the carriage to meet them, of course.' "'Yes, and ride over myself on horseback.' "'Oh, Papa, couldn't I drive over for Anna?' asked Elsie. "'No, it would be too long a drive for you. "'But if you wish, you may ride with me. "'Ride Glossy or Jip. "'Either one would be the better for the exercise.' "'Thank you, dear Papa. "'I believe I shall like that quite as well,' the little girl responded, "'with a very pleased look and smile. "'For there was scarcely anything she enjoyed more than riding by her father's side.' She was quite fearless and at home on horseback, having been accustomed to it ever since she was five years old. Rose was very busy that day, and the next in preparations for the comfort and enjoyment of her expected guests. Elsie took a deep interest in all that was done, and gave such assistance as she was capable of, and permitted to attempt. She was with her mamma in the suite of rooms intended for the use of Dr. and Mrs. Landreth. Watching and helping her as she put the last finishing touches to their adornment, placing vases of flowers on mantles, tuliat and center tables, looping anew the rich curtains of silk and lace, rearranging their soft folds, then stepping back to note the effect pushing an easy-chair a little farther to this side or that, picking up a shred from the carpet, or wiping invisible dust from some articles of furniture. "'Your cousin Mildred is extremely neat, Elsie, is she not?' Rose asked, taking a final survey of the beautiful boudoir. "'I believe she is, Mama, but not more so than you are,' the little girl answered, looking up affectionately into the slightly anxious face of her young stepmother. "'You think she will be pleased with these rooms?' Oh, mamma! how could she help it? They are just lovely, sweet, with the breath of flowers, and everything corresponds so nicely. You know Papa chose all the furniture, carpets, curtains, and ornaments, and he has such an excellent taste. So you and I think, at all events, Rose responded with a smile, and Cousin Mildred is lovely enough to match with everything here, Elsie remarked, sending a satisfied glance from side to side. Are you not glad she is coming to make us a good long visit mama yes dear i am indeed for though i have never met her i feel quite sure from all your father mr travilla mrs travilla and you have told me that i shall love her dearly i think she will be like a sister to you and Anna's like one to me and that we shall have oh such a nice time while they stay Yes, I hope so, but haven't we nice times always with each other, your dear father and baby Horace? Yes, yes, indeed, Mama. I often think I must be the happiest girl in the world, Elsie said, putting her arm about Rose's waist and holding up her face for a kiss. Rose gave it with earnest affection. Dear child, she said, I hope, if the will of God be so, life may always be as bright to you as it is now. Darling, I think even your fond father can hardly love you much better than I do. Ah, she added, taking out her watch, it is time you were getting ready for the ride with him to the depot. At that, Elsie hastened from the room. As she descended the broad staircase, her father appeared at its foot, looking up, smilingly at her, and held out his arms. With a merry, ringing laugh, she sprang into them and put hers about his neck. My darling, he said, holding her close, I was just coming for you. I've ordered the horses, and they will be at the door by the time you can don your riding habit. Thank you for listening to another episode of Soft Story Classic.